All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 5.07, rolling through a Thursday afternoon on Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube. Thanks for uh, tuning in or watching. Gregor Show, as always, presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. Got a little boost bets uh, going tonight. Did lots of games, so uh, lots of different options. Check it out right now, playalberta.ca. Also a 27 mil up for grabs and Lotto Max tomorrow. Oof, nice. Nice little uh, little bit of extra coin maybe in your pocket. We'll see. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Jack Campbell will get the starting goal tonight. And it uh, looks like uh, Vincent DeHarnay will be back in for Philip. Broberg, as uh, we go around the NHL now, brought to you by McDonald's, and your favorite game is back, Monopoly. But not houses, not hotels. You can win lots of fantastic prizes, including cash, and there's more chances to win than ever before. Of course, you can uh, peel on your pack and then peel in the app. All of the rules are at Promotion. As uh, we are joined now by former NHLer, uh, co-host here on Sports 1440 uh, at the uh, Kevin Carey Show, Ladder Slash Schmied. Joins us, Schmieder. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Hey, buddy. I'm great. Uh, I'm great. Do you have a Do you have a, like a favorite memory of a game in Philadelphia? <sighs> no, really. We de- we never really play there that much, man. So, not really. You know what? I have a, a memory of. Uh, Playing there in uh, in the AHL in the old building. Okay, what happened there? Well, they just uh, kicked the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> they were very they were a very physical team. I I remember Ben Eager was on that team, and they were just scary. I, I remember that the building being pretty dark and like they just yeah they just uh, absolutely annihilated us. 
Um, but it was cool. It was in the old building. It wasn't uh, in the new building yet. So, yeah, I remember that. But like Philly, Philly, we 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 didn't play there as much. I, all 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 memories from Philly is uh, basically the food truck. Pretty much the Philly cheesesteak. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing about the flight, you mentioned the building was dark. The Flyer fans and even the AHL fans for the Phantoms, like, they were loud. Like, Philly is a tough town. Man, like, it's a great sports town. Like, they have everything. And, you know, like, right now it's, uh, you know, except for the the, uh, well, hockey team is in a full rebuild. but, But all the other teams are pretty good, right? Oh yeah, the Eagles are good. Obviously, the Phillies have, and it's yeah. funny. Like the Phillies are like, like one of the more likable teams in in Philly franchise history. They love them. They're similar to the Broad Street, but like they're sort of kind of a meat and potatoes type of team. They play hard. They got a lot of characters. And the Philly fans, man, like you read stories about them, like they love that team. They absolutely love it. So it would be, uh, you know, it's a good time. Um, uh, you know, they they're, they're more likable than the Seventy Sixers. I'll say that uh, for sure. Yeah, in that I don't market. Know. Yeah, that I definitely agree. Like I, you know, um, for the Oilers tonight, it's not going to be an easy task. Like they're going to have to match their intensity. You know, you know, early in the season, everybody's got an energy. Everybody is kind of fresh, and you know, they're going to play hard for Torts. Like he's going to squeeze, he's going to squeeze every everything out of their out of that team, especially early in the season when they're you know fresh and full of energy. So we we're going to have to match that, and you know. Obviously, if you can do that, that the skill is on our side. So, you know, I'm pretty confident today that uh, we can grab two points, right? Now, oh, yeah, I would, I would think Edmonton's, uh, you know, they're definitely the favorite tonight. Um, yeah. You know, it's early in the season. I know there's been a lot of talk about, all oh, the players got to understand the system. Like, I don't, you know what, man, I talked to so many players. It's, there's not that drastic differences in the system. Is it more the fact that it's just early in the year? And, you, you know, you play, like, those first five or ten games sometimes can be a lot sloppier. Guys are just, they're not in their normal rhythm, you know, maybe not thinking as quickly as they normally would. Their instincts aren't there. Is that more of the issue than necessarily this, quote, new system? Because I don't think the new system is something that's so new that they've never played it before. I think it's all together, man. You know, like it's it's still kind of sloppy because of the beginning of the season. It is a new system, so like you gotta maybe it takes extra second to think think okay. about it. But I think I, I think every little thing plays into it. But let's be honest, we're not gonna be winning Stanley Cup in October. Exactly. Right? Like like pump the brakes, like take a deep breath. You know, they're gonna be fine. Like and they they admit it. Like they weren't good enough in the uh, first couple of games. I, I thought in the second game against Vancouver, they should have won. Like, yeah. they were all over them. You know, it was much better effort. They, you know, they were creating chances. And then Nashville was Nashville, right? There was the old uh, Oils and the old William Dreisaitl against <laughs> dominating dominating Nashville. <laughs> so it was, it was crazy. So I, I think they're just going to get better and better. And obviously, there's going to be some sloppy games. Like, nobody's perfect, but, like, people were panicking. Like, what a start all in two, but. It's just two games. Yeah. Now, Shamir, it's funny about Leon Dreisel. Like, what he's doing, we just you don't see very often. Like, the guy's got, like, 12 – in 12 games, he's got 22 goals. Like, you know, 22 goals is some guy's career, for goodness sakes, and he's done it in 12 games over a five-year period. So it's not like it's just a, a stretch where you, you know, you face a team in a year back in the olden days where you used to play eight times a year, yeah. and then you meet in the playoffs. This is 12 yeah. – games over five years so obviously i don't know if you can maintain that confidence obviously he does but did you ever have a guy you played against that you're just like god like this guy's got my number and it just annoys me and i can't stop it 
I don't know. Uh, well, Sedins were pretty good against us when <laughs> whenever we played them. It was almost impossible to stop them. So, like, I always think of them. They were they were really good. But it, it, it seems like somebody cursed Nashville with Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> don't you think? It's like this guy, like, can single-handedly win the games by himself against Nashville. Almost. Like, they show to the stats how many goals Nashville scored yeah. compared to just Dreisaitl. And it's, like, I think it's... It, it was comparable. Like it's it's crazy. Like I I don't. I, you you just play well against some teams, but this is like to the extent that like yeah, this is crazy. No, no. It's, it's well, it's it's on like McDavid. As good as McDavid is, he doesn't do this, and that's how good Drysaddle is. Sometimes he gets overlooked at how dominant he is, and he he's a pretty he's a dominant force. Uh, now you killed a lot of penalty schmieder. Um, you know, he blocked lots of shots, you know, with your face clearly looking at you. They probably had a few go there, too. But um, looking at the Oilers power play as a defender, and, and obviously it's one of the greatest ones we've ever seen. Like, because you're down a match, you can still do everything right. You can be in the right lane. You can be in the right position. You can have a good stick. And they still score because they have an extra attacker. Like, how demoralizing is it, do you think, for most penalty killers when they go up against that power play? It's it's hard, right? Like you prepare, you watch the video, but the, the thing about the Oilers power play, like yes, at first they're predictable for each other, right? Like they they start with some kind of setup, yeah. But if it's not going well, they start rotating and then start moving bodies, yeah. like 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 dry side will score. Like he's usually set up for one timer, but then he pops in front of the net and he, uh, they they made it like a low play for a goal, yeah, and like. So, like, they understand if it's not clicking or the team is, like, set up to, you know, they, they read their play. They just start moving. And it's, like, it's almost impossible to to <laughs> to defend it. I don't want to say it's impossible. It is for sure possible. But it's, it's very difficult. And, you know, like I said it before, I'm kind of happy I'm out of the league. <laughs> so I don't have to end up on those highlights when they make the other opposition look silly. But... They, they're not silly. Like they're still playing against the best players in the world, but it just shows you how much confident they are in their power play and you know the the puck movement and the, the chances they create. In but that being said, like I just don't want them to rely just on the power play, right? Like you need to get your five on five game going too, and and creating chances and scoring goals there as well. It's yeah. very important, especially down the road and uh, leading up to the. Yeah, well, the Oilers were the fifth highest scoring team five on five last year, and then they were the highest scoring team on the power play and the highest scoring team on the penalty kill. Like, their offense was pretty damn good all over the place. It's really, to me, this whole year is about limiting goals and limiting chances. And I know it's early in the year, Schmieder, but the one area they've given up a lot of shots from. Well, the PK is bad, yes. But five on five, the slot area, and even on the penalty, like, they're giving up the slot too easily. What do you see? Like, what's the reason why the slot is so available for the opposition through three games? If I would have known, I I would probably be in the NHL. Sorry, sorry, about my little guy is. Uh, sorry, um, I I don't know. Like, it, could it be that the new system? I I feel like they're kind of like late to those positions, like late, late to the slot. Always like a you know, the, the stick is not there, or they're like one or two steps late, and they're kind of like. Especially the first few games, they were like looking around, like who's gonna take take that spot. So I wonder, is it is it because it's still early in the season, or because it's like kind of a new system and like different responsibilities? 
I, I wish I would know. I hope they can figure out because obviously SWAT area is the most dangerous area, right? Like that's inside of, of your house. So I'm, I'm sure, again, it's the NHL. They're the best players in the world. They have a good coaching staff. They do videos. I'm sure they're going to figure out. Yeah. Uh, Lajsa Smead joins us. Um, you, you look around the league, Schmieder, and I know you're watching uh, more of it. Um, you know, the, the Vegas Golden Knights have a chance to tie the Edmonton Orders for the best start for a reigning Stanley Cup champion. They can go 5-0. and oh, And, uh, you know, they just, they look like a team that's, you know, sometimes we, we, ha- we hear about hangovers and they have slow starts. And, you know, so obviously that isn't the case uh, with Vegas. But, like, are you, are you a believer in Aiden Hill yet? Or do you still need to see more from him rather than, a, you know, a, a 10 or what did he play, 12 games in the playoffs yeah. and, a, and a good early start? Do you need to see more? Or is this the latest kind of mid to late 20 goaltender who finds his game? Oh, I wish I'd know. I, I don't want to – it's hard to predict, but he might be the right, right guy for that team. And let's be honest, that team is really deep. Yeah. Like – yeah, he has to make some, like, I, I don't want to take anything from him. Like, he's a really good goalie. But the team makes it a bit easier, the, the team that plays uh, in front of him, right? Like, that, like that's one of the deepest teams in the NHL. And, like, they, I don't, like, there's going to be some kind of maybe hangover. hangover. They, they might be a little bit tired, but, but. Yes, this team like is definitely contender, and this this uh, Western uh, Western Conference is going to be really hard again. Like you're going to have them, Oilers, Colorado, right? Like, not sure about LA, what's going to happen there, but like those are some heavy teams with with uh, some really good skill sets. So um, yeah, it's I'm excited for the season, man. It's going to be a very very exciting for for the fans. You mentioned you you jokingly said, "Hey, I'm happy I'm out of the league because I'm not on the highlights." Um, are are you now like uh, have you been out of the league long enough, Schmieder, where you can enjoy watching and there's not like that? Oh my God, I wish I was playing still. Like, have you passed that, or do you still miss it? I I passed that. I I'm gonna say like I it, it's been a while, so like, yeah, I passed it. I I enjoy watching it, but like the the, the way my my body feels, honestly, <laughs> it's uh. It's uh, it's rough, but um, but definitely enjoy enjoy watching it. And uh, the only thing I would say I, I miss is the locker room. Like, and and I think all the retired boys will will say the same. Yeah. Like the locker room is the, is the best. You know, chatting with the boys in the morning. Like, it doesn't matter if you're in a bad mood. Walking into the locker room, there's always somebody who cheers you up. So, yeah, I, I miss that part of the hockey. And uh, how are you enjoying your radio career? I I enjoy it very well. Uh, you know, it's, Kevin makes it uh, very easy, and I'm I'm learning a lot. Uh, I learn a lot about myself, about swearing that I definitely can do it. I don't have to throw throw uh, f bomb in in every sentence, so that helps me. My 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 wife appreciates it uh, a lot. <laughs> so 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 do my so do my kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's very good. So uh, there's one thing is uh, not as many curse words in the Schmied family. Well, uh, Schmieder, we appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. And uh, thanks for joining us on 1440. Uh, we, you know, I really enjoy listening to you and uh, and Karis. I love your stories. I love your insight on the game. So keep it up. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, have a great show. And uh, go Oilers. There you go. Ladislav Schmied. Um, hey, uh, former Oiler, still roots for his team, as he should. I get it. Right? Lives here. Diehard Order fan. Lots of good texts coming in at 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. I remind you that uh, right now at Jiffy Lube, stop in, full synthetic oil change, Penzoil oil change, 
and you will get $50 bonus air miles only at Jiffy Lube Sport Local, jiffyloopservice.ca. We uh, will hear from uh, Jay Woodcroft coming up. Uh, also, we're going to get uh, a little bit uh, in, in the orders room. We got uh, some uh, some fantasy talk, some NHL players, some NFL players. If you are on the fence and you weren't sure, because there are six teams on bye weeks in the National Football League, Mr. Lawrence is playing Connor Halley for the Jacksonville Jacks. The four and two Jacksonville. They could be five and two with the win tonight. I wonder when the last time the Jags were five and two. It's got to be a while, I would think. We'll come back on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Game day continues on the Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca. As the uh, some of the early games uh, have begun, the uh, Flames score a minute into the uh, first period in uh, Tampa Bay. Gives them the uh, early one nothing lead. Jonathan Huberdeau. And uh, actually... Sorry, against uh, the the not uh, against the Sabers, not the uh, Tampa. It's Vancouver who's playing uh, Tampa Bay, and Huberto scored. Uh, what it was like forty five seconds into the uh, the first period, uh, and then Johnson tied it, and now uh, Mister Dewar has made it uh, two to one for the uh, Flames. You also have uh, no score Predators and Rangers, Maple Leafs and the uh, Panthers, Canucks and Tampa Bay. Orders and Flyers going to go in about uh, 20 minutes time. Then you have uh, Kings and Wild, Coyotes, Blues, Golden Knights, Jets, Stars, Ducks. Man, there's a lot of games tonight. Hurricanes, Kraken, Blackhawks, Avs, and the Bruins and the Sharks. 12 games tonight. And then, of course, uh, two tomorrow, then 15 on Saturday. And then, of course, uh, next Tuesday when the orders are in Minnesota, There'll be all 32 teams in action. They're going to have staggered start times at uh, 15 minutes. Uh, they're doing this on uh, ESPN in the United States, trying to make it a, a pretty big deal. I kind of like that idea, actually. I think it's uh, I think it's quite cool. So we've got a lot of text to get to, 833-401-1440. We'll go in the room uh, in a second. Hey, guys, uh, Kane, is he still not recovered from the wrist injury? Uh, sensations, mobility, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, he said when I asked him about it, he says, you know what, it feels... Uh, he's got a little bit of, they said it would take probably two years to get all the sensation, but as far as his strength goes, he says it is, it has zero impact. Uh, he can feel the puck. He can shoot the puck. So, uh, he feels that the wrist is not a factor. So, uh, that's according to him. Hey guys, has the novelty of the shootout past its expiration date? What about just put all players name in a hat and have them pulled out for shooters from Hacksaw? Well, that'll never happen, Hacksaw, because there's, there's points up for grabs in the shootout. Whether we like it or not, it's uh, it's pretty significant in that regard. So uh, you know, I don't see uh, I don't see that happening, right? Um, you look at the uh, uh, shootout right now. Uh, what has there been in in shootouts? I think there's been uh, three teams are. Uh, oh, there's been what are there four? Oh, geez, maybe there's been six shootouts, right? Six this year, I think. Maybe maybe seven. Nobody's uh nobody's won two games yet in the shootout. Uh, some teams have already played two games though in the shootout. Dallas has played two games both in a shootout. They're one and one. Same with the St. Louis Blues. So she's uh, on pace for eighty-two game shootouts. Wouldn't that be glorious? Ugh, shoot me, shoot me now. So the owners aren't involved in a lot of shootouts. So maybe it doesn't bother me as much. 
And for me, I just watch the highlights. I, I don't mind seeing a few of the, the dangles every now and then. Like I'll say this, though, and I wanted to get into it earlier, but the Kuznetsov whining from people because he goes slow, what's the problem? He's got to stick handle a lot. Is there a rule that he can't skate slowly? I don't get why people are upset about this one. It's hard to do. And he has mastered it. I don't see anybody else doing it. It's hard for the goalie to get their timing. Right? And when the guy's coming in, I think it's a fantastic move. There's nothing illegal about it. He's good at it. Actually, that's one of the few shootout moves that I love. I quite like watching Kuznetsov go in, man, because try you go try to do it because it's hard at that speed to make a really good deke. The goalie kind of knows he's shooting. You'd think it's an advantage, but it isn't. But I will say the whiners about that one, I'm quite surprised by. I don't understand it. What are you complaining about? There's, he's doing nothing illegal. Absolutely nothing. He's not stopping. Keeps moving the whole time, cons. Where do you come out on this? Well, I mean, we always have to complain about something. That's kind of the only answer I have. No matter what we do in life, someone's not going to like it. And we've got the platform now with social media to display that anger. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Will you have a uh, five-second shot clock in the shootout? I don't think that's ever going to happen. The, the best thing a goalie can do if he doesn't like it is stop it. After that, there's not a whole lot you're going to do. So I, I don't know. I, I just think we're just in the age where everyone can complain and does so. Hey guys, as for the ticket high, the higher price tickets, the, the cost of living and the higher interest is definitely being an impact for me and I'm sure for others from Dallas the Farmer. I, I think that's valid, man. It's totally valid. If, if, you can't just keep asking people to pay more and more and more for everything. It's just, I, I don't think it's feasible. Right? Hey, Greg's, it got to that point for me five years ago. I was a 25-year season ticket holder. I got nailed with a 60% increase when we moved to Rogers. First year was okay. We made the playoffs. Connor was flying, but the next year we missed. I couldn't sell my tickets for half what I paid for them. They priced me out. I couldn't afford it after that from B. Guys, the only way I get to go is if I'm given tickets. It's just how it is. It's disappointing. Yeah, I can understand that. So... Hey, Greg's, I want to say I appreciate what you said about the uh, Middle East in your article on Orders Nation. As a longtime season ticket holder, I'll no longer be re- renewing my tickets with them. Uh, standing solely with Israel and having zero regard for the innocent children and women being massacred by senseless bombings. Applaud you and respect you for able to educate yourself in the matter and stand against the grain from Zach. Well, Zach, you know what? I have friends on, um, you know, who are, who are Muslim, who are Palestinian, who are, who are Jewish, uh, Israeli, and um, I don't know enough about it, so I've educated myself and listened to them. And, and I, I was sitting in my seats when that message came out, and I was just like, hmm. Um, now, hey, I understand that, uh, you know, Daryl Cates is Jewish, so I'm sure that, you know, that plays a part in it. But I, I was surprised because Israel, unfortunately, isn't completely innocent in this. Now, and this, it's much bigger than recent. That's the problem. Ask any, like, this has been going on for so long that it's, it's heartbreaking for me, somebody who's not involved. I don't have family members involved. I know lots of people listening probably do. They've lost family members, you know, cousins who have whatever it is, maybe direct family members. Like, this has been going on for decades. People waste, but like, no one's been able to figure it out. Right? Like, how, like, we live in a time where we have more education than ever. 
to be able to stop and have conversations say, okay, like we got to figure this out. We can't just continually have this, oh, it's quiet for a few months and then there's another bombing. No, now it's quiet for a few months. Because look at how many innocent civilians, I don't care if you're Palestinian, I don't care if you're Muslim, I don't care if you're Jewish, I don't care if you're Israeli. There's innocent on all sides getting murdered for what? Right? Like, honestly, at the end of the day, and when I ask the people, I said, can you give me an exact reason? And, and, I, and I want to read it because it's not my words, but I want to read this because this was the, the message that, um, that I got that, that I thought made, made a lot of sense. It says, um, it's not that there's really two sides, but that isn't the truth. One side is the Hamas, who don't care about Palestinian people, and the other side is Netanyahu, the president, who doesn't really care about Israeli people. Then there are the third, and those are people on all sides who are Palestinian and Israeli, most of them who uh, disagree with their current leaders. And you know what? I thought that summed it up nicely. So I, I was a bit surprised. To me, there's there's innocent people on both sides. There's dangerous people, sadly, on both sides. But then again, I thought that worded it really well. There's a third side. Like I don't believe... It's just like right now. Do you think every Russian person believe, agrees with Putin? No chance. No chance. Right? But because they're Russian, now you just assume that you know, they're fighting Ukraine. And that's what happens in a war. And it's awful, man. And my heart goes out to everybody involved. Like, we're so lucky here in Canada that in our generation, like, you got to go way back to, you know, when Canada fought the U.S. many, many, you know, decades, centuries ago. You know, you haven't had a war in your homeland. Obviously, there's great Canadians who have fought in many wars, but it wasn't on Canadian soil. So it's not there every day you wake up. I couldn't imagine that. I'm so thankful. we don't. I hope we never have to deal with something like that. And I, I can see how it would be very disheartening for people who are on the other side to see that message at an order game. I can, I can understand it. Right? Now, the orders, hey, you're entitled to say that. But they're entitled to the consequences from the people who uh, maybe are season ticket holders say, you know what, that hits too close to home. That's your choice. But it would be nice, Connor, and I don't know, like, I, I'm not smart enough. I have no idea. But like, this has gone on for decades, and there's never really a resolution. It's, it's quite sad. Yeah, for sure. I like you. I try to inform myself a little bit, try to, you know, try to understand what's going on. At the end of the day, it's just it's tragic what's happening to these, you know, innocent people that have done nothing, just happen to be born on a particular spot yeah, of land and a very good point. they die at a young age and, you know, go through the struggles that they have. So, I mean, I I don't think it matters what side you're on. You just want this to have a resolution and end so more lives aren't lost. Yeah. It's it's really tragic what's going on. Yeah, right all. Now, let's go uh, in the room brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, and a huge supporter of numerous youth sports teams and many local charities, nextgentransportation.com. Uh, here's Jay Woodcroft on uh, the Nugent Hopkins Fogel Hyman line and what he liked from them in their first game together. Yeah, well, you said it. He's a workhorse. Um, he's a work-based player. I think he complements most people he plays with because he's willing uh, to do uh, certain blue-collar things that makes others look good. Uh, obviously, um, Nugent Hopkins is versatile. He can play in the middle or on the wing, has uh, a 
touches on all aspects of the game, power play, penalty kill, five on five. Um, and then you add Warren Fogle to that mix. He's someone who's big, can skate, uh, got in on the four check. Um, I thought they were uncomplicated and simple, and as a result, they found some uh, some good results as a line. They did have some good results, and it's one game, and you hope it continues. Now, uh, Philip Broberg uh, not going to... What what has the coach seen from his young defender so far this season? Good, uh, very good sequence here. Starting when he came back September fifth, uh, he came back early. He's in top shape. He's had a very good camp. Uh, he's a young player on the rise. And why did the head coach elect? And I agree with the decision. I think it's the right decision. But uh, here's his reasoning on why he went back to Jack Campbell tonight. I like the way he played. Earn not given is that how I started with Bob? I thought uh, he earned another start given his play. He's also had a fantastic uh, six, seven weeks with the group here, going back to his preseason. There were, you know, uh, the first game of the year was an odd one for the team as a whole, um, but I like the way he played. And uh, lastly, uh, it was asked yesterday, and some of you maybe noticed, but uh, Connor Brown shaved his beard. Uh, Woodcroft was asked about uh, that, and then more so just about uh, Brown's overall game. Is that why that happened? <laughs> I just thought he, well, he, you know, he looked fast out there with no uh, facial hair. Um, yeah, I think, you know what, he's a, we're talking good teammates here, and on a light note, I think he relishes the fact that he's playing with a couple of younger guys. He can impart some of his wisdom and experience. And, you know, I thought he, he did some good things in the game in Nashville. And, you know, for somebody who's missed 11 months, he's trying to build a game. He's trying to build his game. Well, I, you know, things happen fast out there when you haven't been around for a while. You know, I thought we saw a good response from him uh, against Nashville. And you know what, Connor Brown, I think that's the guy you look at out almost a calendar year. I, I give him probably 15 games before I get too concerned about uh, how he is playing. So there you have it. That's uh, In the Room brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Got lots more text to get to at 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. When we return on the Jason Greger Show live on Sports 1440 and OrdersNation.com. 545, Jason Greger. Connor Halley with you on a lovely Thursday afternoon on Sports Fort. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 1940 Orders Nation uh, YouTube, Orders and the Flyers, puck drop coming up in about uh, five minutes. Time, uh, Jacques Campbell will be getting the uh, start in goal for the Orders. We got uh, loads of text. Oh, by the way, on the out-of-town scoreboard, the Panthers have uh, just made it one Nothing as uh, they are taking on the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Tage Thompson. Team Thompson. Power play goal. The uh, Sabres and Capitals were uh, two of a few teams, along with Dallas and some others, who had yet to score a power play goal. But uh, they got one tonight. Uh, Flames and the Sabres, though, an entertaining first period. If you like goals, 
two apiece. And hey, what about the uh, National Predators fresh off a of spanking by the Edmonton Orders? Cole Smith has uh, two goals for the uh, Preds, and they lead two nothing. Stenlin uh, scored, in case you're wondering, for the uh, Panthers. Also, uh, Nick Paul, another goal for Nick Paul as uh, he makes it uh, one nothing. There you go. Uh, we do got to get to a lot of text. Hey, Jason, I really love the Randy Gregg interview. New narrative from Gregg on the Orders Camelot era, his Olympic experience, uh, how he met his wife, uh, not making the baseball uh, national team. Boo, he deserved to. And uh, Wayne sending that package to his 99-year-old father. Well done. Excellent interview from uh, Northwest Territories Grant. Yeah, Randy was unbelievable yesterday. If you missed it, I highly, highly recommend you go and uh, check out uh, that interview at uh, jasongregor.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. It was on uh, yesterday's show, uh, every uh, the Wednesday. Who is it Wednesday? And uh, and he was spectacular. Uh, very much uh, enjoyed that. A few other ones uh, to get to. Hey, guys, it's crazy to me that the, uh, the four first overall picks, each of the second picks behind them have their name in the cup. Blows my mind. Matt and LaDuke. Yeah, it's true, right? You go uh, Tyler Sagan, one in Boston. Ryan Murray, well, he did win in Colorado, but he didn't play. But his name is on the cup, but he didn't play. Uh, Lannis Gog also winning in uh, Colorado. And then uh, Jack Eichel winning last year with uh, Vegas. So uh, Murray didn't win with the team that drafted him. Sagan did, and then got traded. Lannis Gog's the only one who uh, was drafted there and uh, stuck around. And uh, just shows you, man, you need uh, you need a lot. You need a lot. Hey, guys, uh, every day are the orders make, they have to listen to Cotton Eye Joe. The game will clean up really quick from Jordan. Oof, God, if it was only that easy, that'd be unbelievable. We got a lot of texts coming in because Connor had asked it earlier about uh, best nickname he felt in football. Uh, many were going with prime time for uh, Deion Sanders. That was a good one. Um, Sam the Rifle Echeverry going uh, CFL, which was uh, nice. I like that. Uh, prime time. Hey, guys, uh, what was Barry Sanders' nickname? You know what, Cons? I don't. Re- I don't recall him having one. Do you? Uh, I don't know. Looking it up here, I'm not going to say I, I knew these, but some said Big Bad Barry and the Little Fella. Kind of ironic, the Little Fella and then Big Bad. I don't know which way no, you go with it, yeah, but well, I, neither one of them were that they used to. Or like Megatron, people. If I say Megatron, you know who it is, right? Like to me, a really good nickname has to, like the Great Eight. The yep. great one, Mar- you know, Marilyn Magnificent, Sid the Kid, right? Like Connor McDavid doesn't really have one, funny enough, right? But neither did Tom Brady. Not every player has one. So um, because it, it's got to be a good one and it's got to stick. So that's the uh, that's obviously the challenge. So can't be forced, right? All right. Now, some people say Mick Jesus is a Bud Texan. And yeah, I guess. Right. But does he like that one? But here's the thing. It's not his choice. You don't get to choose your nickname if you like it or not. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and not everybody calls him that. Right? Like some people, but it's not one that's, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Like Sid the Kid yeah. was by everybody. Right? Yeah. The great one, everybody. Not every, like, so that's why I'm not sold. Like, yes, people use it, but it's not necessarily one that's um, commonly used, I guess is the best way to say it. Like I would never use it, so that's the reason I say, like, well, does he embrace it? I don't know. I don't know if it's common, but do you remember the Tampa Bay Buccaneers old running back, Doug Martin? Uh, yes. He was nicknamed the Muscle Hamster. 
but he hated it, and he tried to he tried to pull the switch yeah. and get called the Duggernaut, but they didn't do it. So everyone just called him the Muscle Hamster still. Yeah. So you don't get to pick your nickname. You just don't try to pull the, the switch. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, that's true. You can, you can't you can't pull the switch. There's no chance on that. So, um, very interesting. The muscle. That is a terrible nickname. <laughs> you get why he did not want that nickname, but yeah, you got it. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. Yeah. So. Hey, Gregor, maybe we should come up with a nickname for McDavid. Well, yeah. All right, it would be tough. Like, he's eight years in, and it's never too late for a nickname. But what would you come up with? Like, the Nuge. He's had it for a long time. Right? Like, Dry Settle doesn't really have one. Maybe we'll have to do a, like, on a legit one that people... Now, it's hard to get everybody to agree to. There's no question about that. But, um... I don't know. There is not uh there's not many nicknames that stick around when you think about it. Right? Like and it's funny, like the Nuge, but the Oilers, Dry Subtle calls him Nuggy. So I don't even know what you could do on that. What was Dayarnay's seaweed man? Is that what Jay was calling him? Yeah, well, I do remember that one, yes. It didn't stick, but seaweed man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's rather comical, for sure. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of other ones. Hey, guys, greatest nickname ever is the Nigerian Nightmare from uh, J-Mac. You know who that is, Cons? Oh, old Chiefs running back, Okoye? Yes. Christian Okoye, was that it? Uh, he, well, he was more like a fullback, wasn't he? He was huge. He was a big man. Yeah, like he would run over guys. Like, I remember they called, some people called him Tecmo Bo for uh, Bo <laughs> Jackson. I, I do remember that. But again, it wasn't, like it didn't stick. Like, trying to... Th- you know what? It's hard to have a really great nickname that everybody seems to use and like. So, you know, McDavid shouldn't feel bad. Like Patrick Kane never had one. That that like people would call him Kaner. That's not you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that doesn't really count. So uh Brent Grimes. I remember like when Megatron was big for Calvin Johnson, Brent Grimes a corner, people were calling him <clears throat> Optimus Grimes. So like Optimus Prime, kind of sticking with the Transformers. That was a good one, but I don't think Grimes was good enough for long enough to really no. be known for it. He was no. kind of known for fighting, <laughs> but it was a good name. Yeah, I know. It's a really good name, but you're right. You can't, uh, um, and, and it's got to be long lasting. Like if, it, if it's just kind of temporary, then it, uh, to me, doesn't work. That's how it goes. Have yourselves a wonderful Thursday. We'll break down the game tomorrow. The Orders and the Philadelphia Flyers. Can the Orders get to 500? Can Leon Dreisaitl score a goal in the fourth consecutive game to start a season? Join Messi and Gretzky as the only three in franchise history to do so. Well, enjoy the game. We will discuss that on a positive Friday tomorrow. Let's get to the con man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter. Don't wait until it conks out. Get it now. LegacyHeating.ca. Here's Connor Howard. Good night.